Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues earned five out of a possible six points over the last week during their Western Canadian road trip against the Vancouver Canucks, Calgary Flames, and Edmonton Oilers. Could have earned all six uh, as they had a huge comeback against the Edmonton Oilers that eventually fell short, losing in overtime. But lots of stuff to talk about. Jordan Bennington obviously got chased after giving up four goals in that Oilers game. Billy Huso continues to play strong. Fourth line, Nathan Walker, guys like that continue to play strong. And Jordan Cairo returns to the lineup tonight against the Arizona Coyotes, a game that I'm briefly going to preview after talking about the, that Edmonton and Calgary game. Lost to cover on today's solo episode. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman. Today, I'm taking you guys on a solo episode. We're going to be covering the last two games that the Blues played. They played a back-to-back on Friday and Saturday versus the Edmonton Oilers first and the Calgary Flames second. Lost to Edmonton in overtime and beat the Flames in regulation, scoring a ton of goals and giving up a ton of goals in each. So we'll be talking about both of those games talking about Billy Huso, talking about Jordan Bennington, and more. Always love a good goalie controversy on the Lockdown Blues podcast, naturally. Uh, and then after that, going to be closing out the episode, previewing tonight's game against the Arizona Coyotes. Now, you guys are going to be seeing this, listening to this pretty pretty soon before puck drop. Chances are you're even listening to this or watching this after puck drop of that game. So as usual with these kind of preview game previews that happen right before the game, uh, not going to go too in-depth, going to be more talking about what this game means as a whole that way even if they win or lose uh my comments are still sort of relevant you know i'm not just making predictions that are immediately going to get uh overturned by the game that happens you know right after this episode goes out so anyways before we get into any of that i wanted to give a quick shout out to bet online because today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net where the game starts all right first and foremost the st louis blues on friday night late night took on the edmonton oilers in edmonton and things got off to a very 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 rocky start as 13 minutes into the game the edmonton oilers were up four to one and that was all she wrote for jordan bennington's start bennington did get the start in this game gave up a first goal a minute and 50 seconds into zach hyman blues tied it up a few minutes later with pavel buchnevich and then Zach Hyman put them up 30 seconds after that Buchnevich goal. Zach Hyman scored again to put the Oilers up 2-1. to one. Five minutes later, shorthanded goal from Evander Kane. And then three minutes after that, Connor McDavid, who else, puts the Edmonton Oilers up 4-1. to one. And then Billy Huso hops over the boards, fist bumps Jordan Bennington, and that is it for Jordan Bennington's night. Now, the whole philosophy of does the team play better in front of Billy Huso kind of came to fruition in this game perfectly as the blues mounted one of the strongest comebacks we've seen from them all season like i said before and like you know we all know if you watch the game they didn't eventually get the win but they did force this game to go to overtime and earned a point in a game where they very much didn't deserve to do so um rest of that first period they kind of kind of held on not really you know just i mean they didn't allow any other goals which was great Huso played pretty well the team sort of seemed to get their their head into their rear end a little bit uh, and play a little bit stronger to close out that first period. But still, 
it was looking like a lost cause after that first period. And then the second period begins, and Robert Thomas gets things started with a wrist shot goal two seconds into the or two seconds, <laughs> two minutes into the period. Braden Shen makes it four to three. A little bit of time left. I thought, oh man, the Blues might actually pull this off. And then Darnell Nurse scores off of a backhander with a little, little over, uh, a little less than three minutes to go in the second period. But the Blues come storming back in the third. Scoring two goals within the first 10 minutes of the period. Buchnevich with his, I believe his second of the night, or yeah, his second of the night to make it 5-4. And then Barbashev with the tip to make it 5-5 five to, five to force overtime. The Blues were down 4-1 to one and 5-3 to three in this game and tie, eventually tied it up at 5 to force overtime. Now, I mean, that's a perfect testament for the way that the St. Louis Blues have played hockey this year. You know, I mean, Jordan Bennington didn't get any help from his teammates, but also played pretty poorly. You know, anytime you give up, four goals in the first period. You know, some of the blame has to fall on you as a goaltender. And I think Bennington knows that. Um, and I think, you know, you can't really argue that. There's no there's no secret that Bennington played pretty poorly in that game. And all of a sudden, Huso comes in and the team kind of turns things around a little bit. Obviously, still a high-scoring game on both ends of the ice. You know, Edmonton's scoring six goals. No, Even if you score five, you know, anytime you give up six goals, it's going to be concerning. And we saw that again. Um, pretty fortunate for the Blues to earn a point there. Uh you could call it a pretty solid performance, and, and I choose to take the optimistic approach and say, you know what, even when they're way out of games like that, even when they get you know blown out in the first period um, and you know, give up five goals through two periods, they can still come back and, and find themselves in that game. You know, the Blues are terrible in three-on-three overtime, but come playoffs, it's five-on-five overtime. So the, the Blues have a really, really good ability of staying in games when they want to, and we saw that um, in the Edmonton game. And then we also saw that in the Calgary game, which I'm going to be getting into in the second segment of today's episode, because the St. Louis Blues got heavily, heavily outshot pretty early into that game um, and really just got outplayed for a significant portion of it, but still came away with a 6-4 to victory with a lot of goals occurring late in that game. So I'm going to be talking about all of that and more in the second segment of today's episode. But before I get into that second segment where I'm going to be talking about that Calgary game. I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Built Bar. Now, I'm going to tell you guys about something delicious, beautiful, amazing. They're called Built Puffs. If you haven't tried Built Puffs, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. That's right, protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors including yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So delicious. They're going to be your new favorite. And all Built Bars, including the Puffs and every other product they offer, are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, high-protein. You can replace your candy bars with these that are better. A typical candy bar is anywhere from two to 300 calories. But if you're looking at your typical Built Bar, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, and then they figure out how to make it healthy. Don't know how, but they pull it off seemingly every single time. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. I'll be right back with a second segment. All right. So the day after the St. Louis Blues had that wild game against the Edmonton Oilers, which they lost in overtime to have. At that point, they had three out of four possible points on their Western Canada road trip. Always 
an extremely difficult trip for any team in the NHL. I'll play in Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton. It's a long trip, late hours, tough games. It's tough for any team. Um, so the fact that the Blues were had three out of four points for the first two were great. Heading into second night of a back-to-back on this road trip against a team like the Calgary Flames, who are really, really hot, really, really good team. Um, definitely a big test for the Blues and uh, Vili Husso. And they they stood tall to the task. Uh, Robert Thomas got things started very early, scoring uh, a goal less than a minute in, which gave me shades of the Blues during their cup run, which I don't know if you guys remember, but I don't have the statistic in front of me, but the Blues scored early into games so, so frequently. You know, a minute in, two minutes in, three minutes in. They would they were on the board first and early so often in those games, and it gave them such an advantage because a lot of times, you know, they would catch teams catch teams flat-footed, not prepared, especially like on the road. They would score an early goal and then get, you know, outplayed for the next 10 minutes as you do on the road in a playoff game. Uh, but fortunately, they had that one-goal buffer, and that one-goal buffer was everything for them in this game. I'm pretty sure that Robert Thomas' goal stood to be the only shot on goal for the first, you know, 10 minutes or so of the game. Uh, Brett Ritchie tied things up a few minutes later, and then Johnny Gaudreau took the lead a few minutes after that. I'm pretty sure at that point, uh, when it was 2-1, to one, the Blues only had two shots on goal. I want to see the, the exact tweet. Um, one of our followers on Twitter pointed out the exact um, exact number for, for how many shots on goal the Blues had. Here we go. Shout out Pat Houlihan. Oh, this was actually in the second period. Oh, never mind. So we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, the Blues did a really poor job of hanging with the Flames, at least pressure-wise, early on in this game. Ryan O'Reilly tied things up late in the first off of a power play goal, and it was 2-2 two to two for a majority of the game here. And there's a nice little screenshot that I'm going to I'll hold up to the camera. Hopefully you guys can see. Um, all right, whatever. It's not going to focus. So I'll just read it out. That way, those of you guys who listen at home anyways, you guys can... Uh, you guys can follow along. So with 10 minutes and 33 seconds to go in the second period, the game, fortunately, was tied 2-2. Two to two. Flames had two goals. Blues had two goals. But halfway through the game, the Calgary Flames had 25 shots on goal. How many of you guys think the Blues had? I'm give you guys a few seconds to, to think of your answer. The St. Louis Blues, halfway through the game, had eight shots on goal, less than one-third of the total of their opponent, the Calgary Flames, Yet, they remained tied in the game. Vili Husso stood on his head throughout the entirety of this game. And that sort of gets into something that I'm going to be talking about once I finish talking about this game. And that's the fact that with this year, this, the Blues' identity um, and, you know, the goaltenders struggling as much as they have, the St. Louis Blues, to win a lot of their games, they're going to need elite goaltending. Uh, fortunately, Vili Husso has been an elite goaltender for a significant chunk of this season you know he's really kept them in games this calgary flames game being a perfect example like yeah he gave up four goals but there was a point in time where the blues were getting outshot 25 to 8 and the game was tied Huso had 20 23 saves on 25 shots halfway through the game that's like the work that's the workload of a of a light light full game for a regular nhl goaltender making 23 saves on 25 shots a lot of times the game will end that way if it's a defensive battle um so it's just a huge testament for the way that Huso has played, and also kind of a testament for what's kind of worn Binnington down. Is it's Binnington's been poor, sure, but like it's a tall task to play up to the standards of what it takes to win games as a goaltender for the Blues a lot of the time. 
The defense has been underwhelming. The defense hasn't helped the goalies out a lot. And the forwards, you know, they just score goals. But defensively, the forwards aren't providing a ton of help either. There's a lot, a lot that falls on the shoulders of the goaltenders of the St. Louis Blues. And that's not the worst thing in the world. Obviously, it's a really rough Achilles heel to have. But we've seen times in the past, like look at Montreal last year. They managed the Stanley Cup final on the shoulders of elite goaltending. So it really just comes down to something that we've been saying for weeks now on this podcast. And the Blues absolutely have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs if they get hot at the right time. The fact that the Edmonton game went the way that it did, um, and now the fact that this Calgary Flames game went the way that it did, shows that the Blues can be getting outplayed if they get decent enough goaltending and their offense shows up. They can stay in games. You know, they they have the offensive firepower to stay in games that they have no business being in. And at times, they have the goaltending ability to stay in games that they have no business being in. And when those two synergize, like they did probably both nights, I mean, I don't know if you could say the goaltending was good in Edmondson, but the fact that they gave up four goals so early and then, you know, proceeded to give up one goal in regulation the rest of the way shows that Billy Huso did a pretty good job once he was called upon. In terms of the rest of this game, the Blues definitely picked it up a little bit later. Justin Falk gave them the lead a little bit after that point that I was talking about. And then the third period is where things got pretty crazy. Uh, Noah Hannafin tied things up halfway through the period. And then Nathan Walker, the Aussie, absolute gem on the fourth line, gave the Blues a 4-3 to three lead off of another just right place, right time goal. Absolute definition of a grinder for the St. Louis Blues. Seventh goal of the year for Walker which is crazy because he hasn't played a whole lot of games. Uh, he's been spectacular during his most recent call-up, and that goal is, the, is, is uh, no different from the way that he's been playing. Obviously, didn't end up being the game winner, but ended up being huge for the Blues as Ivan Barbashev put in an empty netter to put the Blues up 5-3 to three before Dylan Dube, 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 whatever, made things a little scary making it 5-4 to four Flames. So, unfortunately, Nathan Walker wasn't able to get the game winner there. But Brandon Saad put in another empty net goal to seal things for the St. Louis Blues. Um, overall, just really, really solid Western Canada road trip. Obviously, you can look at the, the nitty-gritty and look at that Edmondson game and be really frustrated with the play of the Blues and, and, and Bennington. And you could very easily make the argument that the Blues probably should have come out of that road trip with 6 out of 6 points. Um, and if they played even halfway decent in the first 10 minutes of that Edmonton game, they would have waltz to a victory but then the flip side is well maybe they wouldn't have scored as many goals if they weren't down 4-1 whatever i'm choosing to look at this as a positive you know the blues have been struggling to get consistent play as of late and even though they lost that edmonton game i would argue that these stretch of their last four games um are some of the most consistent hockey they've played in a long time you know they beat vancouver four to one they beat them four to three they lost edmonton six to five and then they beat calgary six to four that is a four game point streak the last time the St. Louis Blues had a four-game point streak was two weeks ago, but that came with two losses in the shootout and overtime. So last time the Blues have won three out of four games, you're looking even further back. I'm going to do this live. Was um, Late February was the last time the Blues won three out of four games. So the fact that they did this again, it took them a month to get there. I'm optimistic. Now, the Blues are facing a familiar demon tonight in the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, obviously, like I said, chances are a lot of you guys are seeing or hearing this episode after the game. So I'm not going to go into too much detail with the specifics of the matchup, but more so just talking about how the Blues can hopefully avoid you know, former demons, not only against teams like the Arizona Coyotes, but they also play the Seattle Kraken on Wednesday. So 
you got to avoid trap games this late in the season. The Blues fell into a huge trap last time they played the Coyotes and got embarrassed. Um, and that was uh, or not was it the yeah the last time they played they lost three to two. Um, really disappointing there. So I'm gonna be talking about that. You know what the Blues can do differently this time against both Arizona and Seattle to hopefully continue this good stretch of games and carry momentum into the playoffs. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But first, I want to tell you guys about betonline.net. Now, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports development, including this week's Masters Champions odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts, and I'll be right back to wrap up today's episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, tonight the St. Louis Blues return home to St. Louis to take on the 22-42-5 Arizona Coyotes, the second-worst team in the league, all before facing the third-worst team in the league just two days after that. And one thing we know about our St. Louis Blues is they love to play down to their competition. So I am not expecting a walk in the park for either of these games. Last time the Blues met up against the Arizona Coyotes, they lost 3-2 in a very, very frustrating game. One that uh, had Tommy and I in uh, feeling some type of way. And then the last time the Blues played the Seattle Kraken, they did come away with a pretty strong 5-0 victory. So we kind of saw the tale of, tale of two teams. You know, the last time the Blues played the Coyotes, they really played down to their competition and let the Coyotes outplay them, outwork them the entirety of the game. And then the last time they played the Kraken, they looked like they were playing a team that was in the bottom, you know, three teams in the NHL. So it's just a matter of, I've said this a million times, and it sounds cliche and stupid, and I hate that I have to say it again, but just play Blues hockey. You know, sometimes playing Blues hockey means you win 6-4 against the Calgary Flames because the Calgary Flames have a really, really potent offense, but you can outscore them. You know, you can't go into every game thinking you're going to just simply outscore the opponent and win. Like um, the the Blues were talking about during their, their rough stretch, they were basically saying, you know, a lot of guys on this team think that they can, we, we can just go out and, and just score more goals than the opponent and not play defense and, you know, not help out our goaltenders and we'll win. And that that is not going to work. Um, you need to play good fundamental hockey. You need to treat every single game like it's, you know, game seven of the Stanley Cup final. You can't go in arrogant and think just because a team is where they are in the standings that you're going to have an easy time beating them. And tonight's game against the Arizona Coyotes is a perfect example of that. The last time that we saw the Blues play a poor team was the was the time when we had those uh those brutally awful comments after the game about the arrogance and stuff. I believe that was, a, yeah, the 5-2 loss to the Philadelphia Flyers where the Blues just absolutely embarrassed themselves against against a, a lower team in the league and there was a lot of talk about arrogance and them just simply thinking oh this game will be a walk in the park you know we don't really have to hustle as hard we don't really have to work as hard and that's a very dangerous mentality to have in a league like the nhl where there's so much parity that any team could win on any given night you know you, you have to treat every game like you're playing the best team in the league you have to prepare like it's the colorado avalanche every single night and tonight and Wednesday are perfect examples of that. You're, you're tonight. You're facing the second worst team in the league in the Arizona Coyotes at home, and then in two days you're facing the third worst team in the league, the expansion team, the Seattle Kraken, at home. 
before going into a tough back-to-back against the Minnesota Wild and New York Islanders. So you need to approach these next two games just like you're going to approach the Minnesota Wild game on Friday if you're the St. Louis Blues. And I would hope that after the disaster that was that Philadelphia Flyers game, they know how to approach these games now because they played some pretty darn good teams after that. Uh, every single game was, was a game where the Blues either had to play even with or play up to their competition. They haven't had a game since that Flyers game where they've had the opportunity to play down to their competition, um, which was, you know, or which is kind of the Blues' biggest Achilles heel. One of the Blues' biggest Achilles heels in this regular season is when they're faced up against bad opponents that they should just, you know, take out to the woodshed and, and beat handedly and play good fundamental hockey. They've been going out and treating it like an all-star game and, and getting beat in close games. And you can't do that tonight and Wednesday night if you're the St. Louis Blues. You, you got to do what you know works. You got to do what works in the Calgary game. Um, because, you know, if you do what works in the Calgary game, you're not facing an offense as good as the Calgary Flames. So hopefully, you know, you're winning six to two or something like that. You know, the Blues played solid defense. They got good goaltending um, or solid defense for their standards, I should say. And the offense was great. The puck movement was great. Robert Thomas continues to be a dynamic offensive player for the St. Louis Blues. They played really, really strong offensive hockey as of late. And if they can use these next two games as a chance to sort of get the defensive kinks worked out, um, hopefully, you know, things will things will go their way. I fully expect the Blues to win both tonight's game and Wednesday's game against the Coyotes and Kraken because they're at a point in the season where you should be winning those games easily, you know? So, uh, I don't know. My lockdown player of the game for tonight against... The Arizona Coyotes is a guy that struggled pretty significantly since the All-Star break, but he is still, you know, one of, if not the best player on the St. Louis Blues, a guy that is returning to the lineup tonight after missing the last three games due to an illness, missed the entire stretch where the Blues were playing good hockey, and that is Jordan Cairo. Cairo is a guy that has, you know, lost his identity a little bit as of late. Uh, the points are still coming a little less frequently, but they're still there, but the play and the ice time is is definitely lacking um, and that is, you know, due to some some s- simple mistakes that Kyrie's been making. He's been making some turnovers. He's been making the wrong read. He's been passing, making the wrong pass read. He's been shooting when he should pass. He's been passing when he should shoot. The old expression, gripping the stick a little too tightly. Um, and, you know, he's an elite talent on this Blues team, a- an emerging superstar even on this Blues team. And he's going to go through slumps. Everyone goes through slumps, especially Jordan Kyrie. You know, it's kind of similar to his trajectory last season where he sort of struggled in the second half of the season. It's not as drastic, but it's definitely apparent. Uh, And if there's a chance for him to sort of get back on track, it'll be against teams like the Arizona Coyotes and Seattle Kraken, teams with poor defense, not a lot of speed, a perfect opportunity for a guy like Jordan Kyrie to get his game back on track and, you know, hopefully lead the Blues, um, offense down what is going to be a very important stretch as they're gearing up for the playoffs. So that being said, I'm going to wrap this episode up quickly. So hopefully you guys get a chance to see it and listen to it before the Coyotes game. So I wanted to thank everyone out there so much for listening and making us your first listen, making us part of your daily routine. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Or if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button there. Hit that notification bell. Leave a comment. We try to interact with all your comments that you guys leave us. Uh, so definitely, definitely check us out there. Check us out on all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Lockdown Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. You can follow Tommy on Twitter at TWalker15. Follow us on Twitter, like I said, Lockdown Blues. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.